From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of September 13th, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, and Tony Spatel. Mary Jo will be with us a bit later. In this week's show, Tony will tell us how he survived the Disneyland Half Marathon, and Nancy and Mary Jo will take us back to the early days of Anaheim and Disneyland. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. How's everyone doing? Great. Uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, and happy birthday to the three of you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's Thank why you. we didn't let Mary Jo on the show at this point, because she didn't have a birthday. <laughs> Mr. I don't have a birthday. I'm not bitter. I'm telling you, we're converting you all to September. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny is, as a kid, nobody I knew had September birthdays. And then, boom, it was just a matter of time before we this. The universe yeah, brought us together. Ah. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> here yeah <laughs> um couple quick housekeeping items let's start with a couple food items um we had talked about the princess fantasy fair being closed and all the princesses moving over to the temporary digs while princess fantasy fair is closed before they put a new show in troubadour troubadour tavern is closed it makes sense. Mm. Um, so if you are craving baked potatoes, you need to head to the... Well, somebody might be. Wow. You need to head over to the other side of the park to the um, Harbor Galley restaurant. And so they have baked potatoes over there. The other food item I noticed while I was there this weekend is Paradise Garden Grill has some new kids' meals. Oh, what are they? Uh, they got rid of their skewers. And they have a turkey beef slider, and they have a peanut butter wrap. Oh, wow. Turkey beef? Turkey beef slider. Why can't they just say turkey patty? I don't know. (laughs) It says turkey beef. So I don't know if they mix it together and make it more palatable or what what they do, but... Hmm. So, anyway. We have the return of Carmageddon. Who wants to talk about that? No one could. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was that big an episode. Apparently. I have Carmageddon. In fact, okay. I am on the... Um, Are you in the path? The, Are you in the path of Carmageddon? No, thank God. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm on their website trying to make sense of, of what they're doing or what they're talking about. Is this the same... Is, wasn't that one half of the bridge, now they're doing the other half of the bridge? Yeah, and that is actually Okay, so September listen to our old show where we talked about Carmageddon. Well, but see, the funny thing is about it is they, they're they listing up all of the daily closures. Oh, jeez. So they're doing a bunch of other stuff, too. So so if you plan, plan on driving in L.A., and what's the date of that? Do we have a date at least? September, yeah, September uh, 29th through 30th. Okay. And for so, us travelers, that's, th- that's on the 405, right? Yes, the 405, and it's between um, Beverly Hills, um, Brentwood, and through the Mountain Pass, so that's by the Getty Museum as well. Okay. 
and it goes all the way down to the 101. So just be aware freeway. if you're traveling. If you're so, dri- yeah, if you're so if you want to use that way to get across the mountains, try and find an, an alternative. And their, their motto now is they actually have a slogan, plan ahead, avoid the area, or eat, shop, and play locally. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> all right, anybody so, else have a housekeeping? I have a small one. Okay. We had talked some months ago about the Voices of Liberty who were coming to the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln show. And what we may not have mentioned, and I think it bears repeating for those that are going to be visiting Disneyland Park, is that the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln show schedule now comes immediately after the Voices of Liberty. The Voices of Liberty will be in your park guide, but the Mr. Lincoln Show will not be performing every 22 minutes like it normally is. Instead, it's always directly after Voices of Liberty, which is about every hour and a half. When the end of the day comes, they go back to the every 22-minute schedule, but it's important to know that if you want to see Mr. Lincoln, it's always directly after the Voices of Liberty perform. Excellent. Anyone else have housekeeping? Uh, I don't know if it's exactly housekeeping. <laughs> okay. What is it exactly? What is it exactly? <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. I was going to talk about a rapid fire. Never mind. Okay, cool. Tony? <laughs> what about our ride on the trolley? Is that a housekeeping? Oh, my, yeah. Well, kind of following up on Wayne's comment of the other week, we took we finally got, Tony and I and our kids finally got to ride the red car trolley the other day, and we stopped at the animation stop. Yes. But, <laughs> and and just waited there because the other trolley was not there yet. And so we had a chance to kind of grill, sort of low-key grill the, the conductors about why they don't let people on there. <laughs> and what was the answer? Uh, what was the answer? That it's not logistically? It's not, yeah. yeah, logistically with the tracks. And I just look at Tom and go, well... The tracks weren't here from 1920. They put them wherever they wanted. My theory is having to do with the two cars passing at that point. Yeah. And they have to make sure that when that other car passes, they're ready to move. And if they Mm. were loading people on and I don't know, that's just... And my argument is they could have put them in so they could pass. Yeah, I mean, or my... my it's like, okay, so don't stop there. Don't let people off there. Don't have a sign there at all like they do on Main Street in Disneyland. Just have them pass yeah. there. And don't don't put the sign up. Yeah, or don't, don't have if, a stop. Or put a no loading sign. Yeah. That would be helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. It is weird. Because, like, you know, they had to, they, multiple people tried to get on and they were yelling at them. See? Night, Disney, I, Disney nice. But they, yeah, no, they they weren't yelling. They were just telling you, go around the corner to Tower of Terror to get on. So, anyway, uh, chat night, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific. Don't forget, if you need to email the Disneyland team, that's dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com, or there is a form on our 
podcast page that'll go directly to us. Um, if you listen on iTunes, do us a favor and give us a review or give us a rating so we can get higher up on the iTunes Disneyland search. That would help us out immensely. I think I have a real housekeeping this time. No way. Go ahead. I know that last one was kind of shoved in there. Yeah, there. But it wasn't a full segment. and yeah, no, yeah. We talked about it at one point. Yeah. And that is uh, going to the very top of the Disneyland Hotel and getting to see the, quote, air quotes, progress on Earl of Sandwich. Oh, that, thing's, that thing's never hit done. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, because... I, What's the status? I'm just, I got to, we were up at the, I got to, I don't want to give away a future segment. I was just up on the top floor of the Adventure Tower. That's all I'm going to say. And you had a nice view and you could see that there was nothing. It just seemed from someone who knows nothing about contracting that it didn't look like in a couple of weeks it's going to be ready to go. Well, I mean, the, this where they took out that kiosk is just dirt. They haven't, they haven't even paved that over yet. They've got maybe six foot of the facade of the the store painted. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> well, I don't think they're as they're as urgent as all of us fans are. I was going to say so. Tune in Christmas time for the yeah. grand opening. Yeah. Don't quote Oof. me on that. Yeah, they may have the Thanksgiving sandwich by well, you know, yeah, by December. Yeah. Well, you know, we're still accepting at podcast at wdwinfo.com. The uh, Earl of Sandwich pool is still open, so. And for those of you that that do sports gambling where you can do a second half bet, this is basically a second half bet because you have some information that it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. So, sorry, I had to bring a gambling reference in there. Thank you. Uh, Was that the last of housekeeping? Um. Yes. Good. Okay. Over to Tony. Oh, Mary Jo wanted to. Mary Jo wanted to say something real quick. Um. But of course she's not here, so I'm going to say it for her. Okay. Um. There are still tickets available for Mickey's Halloween parties, and there are still some discount dates for annual pass holders. Um. So go visit the threads on the Disneyland board and go look at the pricing and go. Excellent. And of course look at the archives too. Um, oh, that's what have, I was going to mention. Yeah, look at the uh, archives for all of our previous shows. Uh, there you go. We have party. we have like three shows out there. Yeah, for Halloween, take a look at our September 15th show, 2011, where we preview Halloween time. September 29th, where we talk about Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. And October 6th, where we talk about Mickey's Halloween Party. And if you're so inclined, October 13th, 2011, Wayne talked about Halloween Horror Nights. So we covered Halloween a bunch last year, so go ahead and pull those up in the archives. Um, if you go to our our page and click on Archives, uh, on from our page, all of our, just our shows will show up, so you should be able to find that fairly easily. Very thank easy you to get for, to. Thank you for reminding me, Nancy. Oh, no problem. And some Halloween. And Mary Jo also wanted to make it a reminder that she's for a chatty Halloween person dance, for not even being. I know here. she's really popular and really you know chatty for not being here. Bingo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, the El Capitan is doing its its um, nightmare nightmare before Christmas in 4D. She, Mary Jo's talked about that on a, on a previous occasion, and you can find information about that on the Disneyland board. 
And also, Frank and Weenie is opening at the El Cap on October 5th. Excellent. All right, let's go over to Tony with the news. Okay, speaking of horror and being frightened... <laughs> Carmageddon! No. Oh, okay. Knott's Berry, Knott's Berry Farm's newest ride, Windseeker, Uh-oh. which is 300 feet high, stranded several riders in the air for three hours. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh goodness. No, I don't, it didn't go all the way to the top, stranding them up there for three oh, hours. Oh, okay. It doesn't exactly... Well, then, well, then what are they complaining about? Well, <laughs> I would be scared. Visitors were allowed to board again the very next day. They found out the problem and corrected it, park spokeswoman Jennifer Blasey said. The windseeker registered an inaccurate read in an electrical safety switch, Blasey said. <laughs> Jeez. That makes it sound... Yeah, that, that, that's better. Yeah. yeah. Though there was no actual problem with the ride. Okay. Uh, it stopped- so just a light was messed it's up. It's supposed to do that, huh? Yeah. It stopped all motion automatically as a safety measure. There were 15 people on the ride, which stalled as they were on their way to the top of the 300-foot pillar around 7.20 p.m. Oh, geez, so it was almost dark yeah. out. Oh, God. Maintenance crews had to manually raise the ride the rest of the way to the top. <laughs> oh, dear. Before they could lower it to the ground, Blasey said. The process took about three hours. Oh. No one was hurt. See, now, I, I was ready to go on that ride again, but now, yeah, my wife says she's never going on it again. My son won't be, no, he, he we, I don't think we made him go on. I think we came off and said, no, no, you don't have to go on that. It's, it's high. Okay, especially yeah, if it takes three hours high. and you have someone cranking, um, Anyway, Windseeker has been operating for a year. The $5 million ride constructed by Netherlands-based Mondial takes up to 64 riders up about 300 feet in a swing-like chair, whirling them around at up to a 45-degree angle. I think whirling is an overstatement, but go ahead. There are several other Windseekers across the United States and Canada owned by Sandusky, Ohio-based Cedar Fair Entertainment, Knott's Berry Farms' parent company. In July, the Charlotte... Observer reported that a mechanical malfunction similar stranded riders at Carowinds, a Cedar Fair park near Charlotte. The Observer reported other riders were stranded in June on the Windseeker at Cedar Point theme park in Sandusky. It's unclear whether those incidents were attributed to problems similar to what happened in Buena Park. So I guess it's just a matter of time before Windseeker. It's happened at other ones. Wow. So That's why I don't do those. <laughs> That's why. Uh, just uh, can you imagine being stuck up there and then having somebody have a panic attack next to you, or or, or even worse, somebody have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Watch out below. The whining that would happen up there for that long, but you know it's the whole dropping thing too. No, no dropping. Well, level. luckily there were only fifteen people on board. So, what does that say about the attendance? Yeah, at 7.20 p.m. On, on what day? Well, it's, it was a weekday, and I guess school has okay. started, so yeah. it doesn't sound as bad as... Yeah. Um, no, actually, it was a Friday night. Wow. Hmm. And they have a lot of pass holders. That's kind of disappointing, actually. That day, because they have a lot of locals that do the same thing, mm-hmm. like with Disneyland, and only maybe the ride's too scary. I don't know. Okay. Disneyland has closed its short-term parking lot because people were staying there too long. Short-term. 
Construction crews <laughs> will transform it into a loading zone, and the process will take less than a week. The purpose remains the same, a free place to drop off or pick up friends and family members. Disney had found that some visitors were staying beyond the 15-minute time limit in the 50-spot lot. Instead, guests and employees will be able to drop off patrons and employees in the area. Taxis will use the loading zone as well. The parking lot sits behind trees along Harbor Boulevard near Disney Way. The new area will have three traffic lanes, two for dropping off and loading and a center one for passing through. Sounds like the traffic pattern at the schools I work at. (laughs) The the 15-minute lot was always intended to be a convenient way for guests and cast members to be dropped off to the Disneyland Resort, said Melissa Britt, a Disneyland Resort spokeswoman. These changes ensure cars keep moving, allowing for a better flow of traffic. I don't think the 15-minute rule was ever rigorously enforced, and some people were abusing it for free parking, a resort guest said. Apparently... They are getting rid of the spaces in favor of drop-off lanes, and I think it is a smart idea. Disney has roughly 32,000 parking spaces, mostly accessible by shuttle or bus. Regular parking costs $15, as though the people who listen to this podcast don't know that. (laughs) Visitors can park for free for up to three hours at downtown Disney, even though you're not supposed to be doing that to go to the park, even though we all do. So now do we know if there will be taxi service at both sides of the parks now? Do not know. Okay, because they had previously it was just at over by Rainforest Cafe or ESPN in that area. Well, then I would assume that there is because they're having it said it's for tax. Right, right. But if they were there too, though, say again, there were taxis there. There used to be. Oh, and they got rid of them. They got rid of them, and it wasn't there. It was over on the other. It was uh, north of that. Okay. Where like the some of the. Other hotels and stuff drop off. Okay. Yeah, okay, then I guess we're thinking in the same place. So, again, where is the drop-off going to be? If in the, this is... In in the same spot where the temper where the 15... They're, ju- they're just enforcing the short time better. No, they're not. They're taking out the spaces and making it three lanes of traffic. Oh, it's a no-parking area. Yeah, I it'll see. A, it'll be a no-parking at all now. Got it, got it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Speak and talking about parking, we finally used the Toy Story lot the other day. Yeah. We, Isn't that a nice lot? He, I, mean, I don't know that you save on walking, maybe a little bit, but it's nice that they have those queues set up for the buses, both yes. coming and going. It makes fight, the fight for the tram much better. I mean, you don't you don't have to do the fight for the tram. I timed three different times, and each time I was averaging faster car to security area, faster when parking in Toy Story. Plus, plus, like I posted on my Facebook, it reminds me of being at Disney World because you're riding on the bus. So so are you saying that the time you're saving is the – while you're just in a big long line trying to get into the parking structure at Mickey and Friends. Correct. That's because oh. you're right, especially on Sunday or or the non SoCal blackout days. You're right. That takes a lot of time. I remember when you first said it, I thought you're crazy. How could that be faster? But I wasn't taking into consideration that piece. Uh-huh. The tram ride from Mickey and Friends is shorter than the bus ride from Toy Story to the drop-off, 
but it's a lot shorter to get on the bus and have the bus leave because uh-huh. all those buses are right there. You, you yeah. I've never waited for a bus. I've just walked up and got on right then. Okay. Excellent. Finally, construction on a long-planned major transportation hub is scheduled to begin next month now that the Anaheim City Council has awarded a $127 million contract. Clark Construction Group won the contract to build the Anaheim Regional Transportation Intermodal Center. Or is there an Park- acronym? Yes. <laughs> you could get, let me. I paused at the comma like I was supposed to. Sorry. Or Arctic. <laughs> Bird. On 16 Arctic. acres southeast of the 57 Freeway and Catella Avenue. It's basically around the Hanna Center and, um, Anna and Angel Stadium. It's okay. around that area. Concept like where the, like where the, the Amtrak is? Yeah, no. I just said concept art, but we don't need to. I can't. I can describe the concept art if you'd like. Show us a picture. Yeah. Okay. Just imagine. <laughs> Imagination. Okay. Sorry, that was funny for me. The center, which has been planned for about a decade, is designed to serve as a point for buses, taxis, and rail, including possibly a high-speed train within walking distance of Angel Stadium and Hana Center. About 5,000 construction jobs will be used for the project. It is a gateway to the entire county and the region, Councilwoman Chris Murray said. It is a project that will serve the region and the county for generations. On Tuesday, the council voted 4-0 in favor of the contract. After breaking ground next month, the center is expected to open in 2014. No, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I'm done. Um, So that would... Why that relates to Disney is once all that's done, it will be much easier to do the whole Amtrak to Disney or theoretically if the um, high-speed train ever <laughs> happens or they're, they're really working on trying to get that whole – they're calling it the Platinum Triangle. Basically from Angel Stadium and Honda Center to Disneyland and the resort area and get that all linked. And if you can now have it linked with countywide or statewide transportation, it's a lot easier to come and use, do vacations and stuff. So that's why it's newsworthy. Excellent. And that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time yep. for rapid fire. Let's start with Nancy. Ooh. Well. <laughs> that exciting. Okay. Well, per- frankly, I had an exciting time, and everybody who has been on our uh, Diz Unplugged Facebook uh, fan group page knows how much Are you going to drop had. a name again? I am. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, uh, for those of you who are doing, like, you know, the Hollywood or Burbank-Glendale kind of Disney things, you know, going up to see um, Walt's Grave or maybe going to Griffith Park and doing activities in Griffith Park like the barn, um, things like that, and are looking for a place to, you know, eat, shop, and just kind of do whatever. Well, the Americana brand in Glendale has now become the official site of the new, very first You're really building this up, aren't you? Disney Baby Store. Disney has finally decided to try and take all of their baby product business to the market in one fell swoop. And so they opened their store this weekend, this past weekend. I was invited to go to the media preview, which was 
absolutely fun. They brought up um, a special brunch for several military moms whose spouses have been deployed. Um, they brought them up from San Diego. And the whole event was catered by a group called Operation Shower, which provides uh, baby showers for, you know, military moms in such a position where they don't really have any support or people to look after them, you know, to give them a baby shower and stuff like that. And they brought out their products. Um, Allison Sweeney was there. And among, she's among other years, Tom. <laughs> and among a whole bunch of other celebrities. Uh, it was crazy. Even Extra was there. And Mario was Lopez? Extra. No. Uh, one of the gals. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of I didn't imagine Aisha would know. be laughed, so I figured I'd say Extra. And that one worked. But anyway, the biggest surprise and the biggest fun for me was they announced a group that came out to do... Um, to play for us uh, House on Pooh Corner, which, as everybody knows, is a huge Kenny Loggins song. Well, it turns out the group Blue Sky Riders is actually Kenny Loggins' um, new band, along with two other folks, uh, Gary... Oh, God, I can't remember his last name. And um, anyway, he's Gary, a... Gary, not Kenny Loggins, and... Anyway... Gary Barr, I think, or something like that. Um, anyway, he's a Country Music Hall of Fame writer and stuff, and another gal who's written for top country music stars, um, Georgia Middleman. And it was amazing. I got to stand 30 feet away from Kenny Loggins and hear him sing How Some Pooh Corner Live, which is one of my favorite songs from... Baby time, you know, nursery and baby time, and I actually got to go talk with him later, and that was pretty cool. That's so cool. that was my my big thing I did on my birthday. Oh, and the swag bag they gave was amazing. That's and I think, hmm, that, I I just have a hard time with you calling it that. What swag, swag bag? bag? That sounds nasty to me. I'm not it trying to make it sound it. It just sounds it. Well, I tell you, it was really neat, and I think that it will make a even, lovely, wow, a lovely even, auction item for Give Kids the World at some point. So keep your eyes on that. Nasty, and you guys are trying to give kids the world. Fine, okay. We'll sign yeah, yeah. There you go. But it, <laughs> I think the bag's worth at least two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars worth. So excellent. All right. Yeah, very cool. So. Look for that. There'll be a blog later this week up on, and plus a video of the musical performance I got to see up on uh, what? What is it, Tony? www.disunplug.com. Very Yay. nice. All right, thank you, Nancy. Okay. Uh, Wayne. One of the great things about holidays at Disneyland is all the extra events and activities that they have. Halloween time at Disneyland is full of these kinds of extra happenings. And once again, Big Thunder Ranch is going to have something special. This year, they're putting on the Halloween Carnival. It's described as fun for the whole family with your favorite Disney characters in Halloween costumes, 
Special Halloween Entertainment, Amazing Pumpkin Carvers, Craft Activities, Holiday Merchandise, Yummy Treats, and even the Disney Villains. At the craft stations in Big Thunder Ranch, you'll be able to make your own Halloween mask and then join Mickey and his pals in a mask parade. That sounds pretty fun for the kids. There will be carnival games like Ring Toss on a Witch's Hat and Spinning the Crystal Ball Fortune Wheel. Billy Hill and the Haunted Hillbillies will Mm. perform on the Big Thunder stage six times a day with their bluegrass style of spooky tunes. That also sounds pretty fun. The highlight of the Halloween carnival is the Magic Cauldron Sideshow. This is a tented area where you may be asked to help cast a magic spell conjuring a Disney villain. Disney villain fans will want to visit more than once because you never know which Disney villain might be summoned each time. The Halloween Carnival at Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree opens September 14th and continues most days through October 31st. And check your park times guide for the daily operating schedules. I guess that answers a question we raised last podcast where the villains were going to be Exactly. Now the princesses are in their spot. They will be conjured by the guests. They will be at the Jamboree. Excellent. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, I'll go next. I have a quick one, kind of speculation, rumor about early entry. Um, now that the October hours are finally coming out, we have learned that they're, they may be making, we don't know if it's permanent yet, but they're making a change to the days of the week that the the Early entry hours are happening. That's a total run-on sentence. Anyway, Sundays, it used to be for Disneyland, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday. Well, they've changed Sundays to be an early entry hour, early entry day for California Adventure. So instead of being four for Disneyland and, and three for California Adventure, now it's three for Disneyland and four for California Adventure with the addition of Sunday. Hmm. So I'm keeping an eye on that and see if I can get confirmation that that's a permanent change. But so far for October, that has been the way they're doing things is Disneyland has Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And California Adventure has Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we'll keep an eye on that for you and bring you more information when we have it. Um, Mr. Patel. Okay. Because I always go to the AP blog, and this mm-hmm. is a good talk about charity. The Chalk Walk, which is the Children's Hospital of Orange County, they have a walk every year. And annual pass holders can sign up to be on the annual pass holders team. Um, I know that my son's school does it, and a bunch of different organizations in Orange County do it. But I know there's a lot of people that have passes, like Wayne, that might not be from down here. But if they want to sign up, I'm tell you the, the great charity piece of it. But also there's some cool little perks where it might be worth it just to do if you don't want to run a whole marathon. Um, so the Chalk Walk is an opportunity for families to raise money for Children's Hospital of Orange County, and, um, and it'll be on October 14th. They have it every year, like I already said, and this time the walk in the park winds through the all-new Cars Land in Disney California Adventure Park. And as my son just said, yes, because he's going to do it, and he's exciting. <laughs> um, it also takes you, at least in history – 
historically has taken you backstage. So he was saying that he got to see where the monorails parked and where all the, the um, trains and stuff were. So for those of you that have always wanted to go backstage and don't want to run 13.1 miles to do it or get arrested to do it, um, if you join the, with the annual pass holders, it's a $50 uh, minimum raise that you, you have to raise $50 to participate in the 2012 Chalk Walk in the Park. And then you can do a 5K walk through Disneyland Park, California Adventure, in downtown Disney District. And just like with the marathon, they'll have um, characters there, you know, and it's a walk, so you don't have to run. And um, after the finish line in downtown Disney, the, the event sponsors, hospital support groups, shops and restaurants have special offers. So if you're an annual pass holder and you want to sign up, you can find it on the um, Disney um, – Click on the um, Disneyland annual pass holder tab. You'll find it. Team members who raise $75 or more will get an exclusive pin featuring Mickey Mouse. The first 100 team members who raise $250 or more will get two Glow with the Show ear hats. And then, I guess this is good, the Disney annual pass holder team member who raises the highest amount will receive a complimentary one-night stay for four in one of the signature suites at the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, wow. So um, it's, it's, I guess they're kind of organizing their own group. Um, online registration ends at 3 p.m. on Saturday, October 13th, or when walker capacity is reached. And as we know, with any time you're walking or running with Disney, capacity usually gets reached. Um, so, um, But to me, if you wanted to see backstage and give $50 to charity, it's kind of worth it just for that. Yeah. So. It really is. As somebody who's done 5Ks at Disneyland, it's it's just too much fun. And this is a definite walk. This is not yes. a run. It's called the chalk yep. walk. So. Yep. so they're not going to come pick you up with the, the sweeper. They're yet. not going to yeah, sweep no. you, yeah, yeah. No. Although, you know, I've never seen a sweeper on their 5K. Yeah. And oh, let me add a little, sorry, a little more history. It's been 22 years that they've been doing this, and the Disneyland Resort and Chalk Walk in the Park has raised more than $15 million dollars to help support care, services, education, and research for families of children undergoing medical treatment. And in 2011, more than 14,000 participants raised $1.7 million. That's so, There you go. All right. Thank you, Tony. Time for the thread of the week. Uh, this comes from Casey, K-A-C-I. Things you wish you knew as a first-timer. There are lots of great threads about things you wish you knew and secrets of something that are wonderful and offer tons of great advice. I've got the notes to prove it. But we're going for the first time in December, and I'm wanting to to create the best, most magical experience possible. So I'm looking for tips specific to that. If you could recreate your first trip, how would you do it? What did you do on your first trip that was awesome? create a tradition or something like that. What did you do that was not so awesome? What do you wish you did looking back? Uh, son is five, daughter is two, so everything will pretty much revolve around them. And it's kind of hard for us jaded annual pass holders to remember back to our first trip. But um, they're, they're getting some good suggestions. Anybody have anything off the top of their heads? Like we've always said, take your time. Really, yeah. really, you know, don't don't try and squeeze absolutely everything into your very first visit. Enjoy what you have while it's while while you're in while you are there. Here's that here's a make- here's a tip from Escape to Disney. Discuss the number of days you want, 
then add one more day. There you go. <laughs> Good point. Um, and and my be- my best thing is don't overplan. I agree. Too, ma- too many people get too involved in the whole planning and, and the whole commando touring, thinking they have to see everything. Let the special moments come to you by taking your time. Um, Don't rush. Here's one from D Squared. Make sure you catch those one-time events such as Phantasmic or the fireworks early in your trip just in case. Um, yeah. Can I add a tip? Yeah, go ahead. That's good. If you're staying at a hotel, enjoy the hotel. Good that's one. a really good point. Because I stayed there for the marathon, and it was so enjoyable because I'd never stayed at a Disney hotel officially for a weekend, and it it was like a real vacation, and I really didn't go to the park that much. There's fun stuff to do just to be there in the atmosphere and all that, so that's why would- you need one more day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hen Duck says, be there when the park opens. And another one from Escape to Disney. Don't try to enter or leave the parks at peak times. I think we've all experienced that when we're trying to get into the park right before fireworks or right before the parade or when people are going back and forth between California Adventure and Disneyland. Yeah. Anybody have uh, anything else for Casey? Let's see. How old are the kids again? Five and two. Five and two. Nap, nap in the middle of the afternoon, even if it's just in the stroller. Yeah. And that's and that's a good yeah. tip for adults during work anytime. A nap is always yes. Good. Nap always. <laughs> actually, actually, an even bigger thing than that is just even if it's not a nap, head to a quieter location in the park and just chill out. And it's okay. The animation building would be good. Animation building, big, big favorite for me on that. Um, or even... I, I almost suggested we, Country Bear Jamboree. Oh. <laughs> Poo Ride is a good chill. So Wrong the park. The Poo Ride can be a good chill, too. Actually, Small World is a huge chill. Oh, yeah. Because the kids just mellow in it. It's so gentle and calming and and so much stimulation, you know, so much to look at for them that they really focus all over the place. And my five-year-old thinks it's absolutely fabulous. Her seven-year-old sister, still big fan, and it still makes them, you know, pleasant and happy. But one of the things I wanted to say is don't be afraid, especially over at California Adventure, to chill a little bit at baby because they have a little more space over at the California Adventure One. Granted, they're in the middle of construction right. and, and improving their facility because since First Aid's moved out of there. But some of our best times in the park have been chilling out in baby care. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Casey, for that thread. And we will make sure we post the link on our show notes page. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other two segments this week. And we will, of course, be back with you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. And remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. 